0: Gavin Armstrong, uh, it's great to have you on the Social Impact Podcast. Thanks so much for taking part. I would like to uh, start this episode uh, by making the distinction between hunger and hidden hunger. So obviously, uh, hunger is when people simply don't have enough food, don't have enough calories, and they are chronically feeling hungry all the time. Uh, There are still 800 million people suffering from hunger around the world. And then there is hidden hunger. It's when people do have enough food, they don't feel hungry, but the quality of the food is just not high enough, uh, not nutritious enough. It's uh, malnutrition, basically. There are two billion people suffering from hidden hunger. Uh, That's 30% of the world's population. And that's the type of hunger uh, you've been addressing for the last eight years through your product, the Lucky Iron Fish, a simple, easy to use cooking tool made of iron shaped like a fish that you have to boil uh, in water Uh, that is a cost efficient way to uh, increase iron levels in any type of alimentation and it's a great example of a quite simple solution uh, to a complex uh, global health problem you know it might not be high-tech but it certainly works it's easy to use it's convenient before we talk about your journey as an entrepreneur and the origins of uh, the Lucky Iron Fish, I would love for the audience and for myself uh, to get a better understanding of what iron deficiency is, uh, what anemia is, um, what are the facts uh, we should know.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much for for having me on, um, and it's uh, it's great to be able to talk about my passion, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Lucky Iron Fish. Uh, Iron deficiency quite simply is when your body does not have enough iron. Uh, Iron is the most uh, essential uh, nutrient that you need. Uh, It creates uh, hemoglobin and red blood cells which carry oxygen around your body. So without iron your body can actually suffocate Uh, and anemia is just chronic iron deficiency. Uh, Iron deficiency can cause symptoms that range between uh, headaches, dizziness, fatigue. You can faint Mm -hmm. uh limited cognitive development in children uh but it can make you more susceptible to other diseases uh and in in some cases it can actually lead to death and so it's quite a a serious problem
0: okay got it well thank you for for this intro on uh on uh, what it is um it's my understanding that pregnant women and children are more keen to uh suffer from the effects of anemia
1: uh, so women and children do have a, a higher need for iron. Uh, women um, uh, during a, a childbearing age uh, mm-hmm. and when they're pregnant, they need, they need iron for two, basically. Yeah. Uh, children, as they're growing, uh, iron is critical uh, for in, in, in growth in your body, but especially in cognitive development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as, as a child's brain is growing, uh, it's really critical that they have enough iron uh, to help foster a healthy healthy brain growth.
0: Got it. And and are there some places in the world, some countries, some communities that are more uh, subject to anemia than others because of their type of alimentation for for instance?
1: So two billion people suffer Mm -hmm. from iron deficiency, so one third of the world's population. Uh, It is seen in in basically every country around the world. Uh, Countries uh, like in, in Europe and North America are deemed to have low levels of iron deficiency. But that rate is still upwards of 20%. And still, it still is quite high in in those countries. Uh, In developing countries and emerging economies, uh, iron deficiency can be much higher. Iron deficiency and and malnutrition uh, do have a direct link with poverty. Hmm. Uh, In some countries, like in India, iron deficiency can be higher than 60% of the population. So over the majority of the people suffering from it.
0: Okay, uh, I believe it was a, a travel experience that was at the origin of your story with uh, the Lucky Iron Fish. Uh, you were still in college uh, when you started. Uh, can you tell us what inspired you to start this? Uh,
1: so during my, uh, my later years uh, in, in university, I was trying to find uh, my footing, trying to figure out what mm-hmm. I wanted to do next. And I was really uh, passionate about uh, solving hunger issues. And uh, I'd organized some conferences, and I had created uh, some networks of, of students to try and, and find solutions to, to solve global uh, hunger uh, and That actually took me to to Africa and I had spent some time in in Mauritania and in kenya uh, and I was focusing on on food delivery and and fundraising for food and uh, though it's it's very important to have food, as yeah. you said at the beginning. 800 million people uh, go to bed hungry every day, but uh, hidden hunger is in the billions of people. Uh, and when I became aware of this concept of hidden hunger and that it wasn't really getting in the spotlight as much mm. as hunger, um, I, I decided that that should be an area that to focus on. And then in, in digging into it, I found that iron deficiency was the largest form of hidden hunger. Um, and that work was being done in Cambodia on fortifying meals with, with iron to be a solution. Mm. So I uh, met with some researchers at my university, uh, decided to do my PhD on this, on this uh, concept, Uh, working with another student uh, named Christopher Charles uh, and taking his original work, uh, was able to develop uh, the concept we have today, which is the lucky iron fish.
0: Quite interesting. Uh, I don't have a PhD. I didn't go to college, but I can imagine going after a PhD is like having a full-time job, right? In, (laughs) in terms of efforts. So, so it's quite uh, well-played, you know, what you did. Uh, combining the two projects so you used your PhD uh, in order to start your research and, and to start your journey as an entrepreneur and you know at the end of the day uh, you have your PhD and uh, I believe you were also well advanced on your project uh, w- which was a quite uh, clever clever uh, move. Uh, yeah, I, I did an interesting approach
1: where I commercialized yeah. uh, at the same time as doing the research because I wanted A part of my thesis to be on creating a sustainable business Mm. and social business, so I was sort of like having two jobs at the same time, but they were intertwined. So it was it was hard, but great.
0: And and regarding the the early journey, uh, what were the the early struggles, or you know, the process of creating a product from scratch? Uh, I believe a lot of testing was involved. How much, and how did you raise money to do all the testing and to create the first batch of, of the product?
1: Well, so the, the, the first uh, problem that was encountered that Chris encountered was uh, that an iron disc uh, was added to, to the liquid to try and mm-hmm. fortify the meal. And though it was scientifically effective, uh, women said it looked like a piece of garbage that they, you know we found on the side of the road. No one yeah. wanted to cook with it. Uh, so after some research, it was discovered that a symbol of a fish is a symbol of luck in Cambodian culture. So by shaping uh, that disc like a fish, women suddenly wanted to cook with it because they thought it would make them them healthier. And that's why I can show you, this is this is the product we have today. So this is now what it looks like.
0: Awesome, uh, that's the fish.
1: fish yeah. Okay. Um, and then so for the original uh, clinical work, um, I, I mean, I took a very traditional approach, I think. I, I raised uh, money through grant funding, research funding uh, through my university. Uh, I was really uh, pleased I was able to raise Uh, over $500,000 from Grand Challenges Canada, which is an organization that funds uh, research into health initiatives, and that supported the original clinical work. Uh, The challenge uh, from that, though, was because I had done the work and then commercialized it, Mm -hmm. uh, the international community said, "You know, there's some promise in these results, but you're biased. You you did the work yourself, and now you're trying to commercialize it. So uh, I raised more money, and this time through uh, with Grand Challenges, but also the uh, Gates Foundation with Saving Mm -hmm. Lives on Earth, uh raised more money uh that was done for additional clinical trials that we had independent institutions carry out so it was to eliminate that bias
0: got it and and once you had the product um how did you launch it Uh, was it an instant hit in the (laughs) communities uh, you were working so at that time you were working in cambodia right
1: yeah. yeah, so uh, when, when I started selling the product, uh, I can say it was a, a, a big failure, actually. Uh, I had a thought that this product would only be used in the Cambodian market, hmm. and I had developed uh, a sales strategy that was sort of a traveling roadshow, and it would go from community to community and door to door, uh, and, and we had a sales team that would educate families on, on iron deficiency and why they needed this product. But there was a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of trust in those communities about these people coming in and, and talking about health. Uh, the, the concept of adding an iron fish to your pot was still relatively new. And so there was a lot of resistance. Uh, and so no one was buying the product. Uh, I mean, it, it was just for months. We were trying and trying and nothing was working. But at the same time, uh, I would go to conferences and talk about the lucky iron fish and the data from it. And I'd often have people come up to me and say, uh, I love this. Can I buy one? I have iron." So that's when I shifted the business model and uh, sold them online around the world, direct to consumers. And if you bought one for yourself, uh, we would take proceeds and use that to donate units for free to families in need around the world. It's sort of like a buy one, give one concept. Um, and that's where it really took off. And, and that's where we built the fundamentals of the company that we have today.
0: Got it. So, so that's your social impact strategy. Basically, you have an impact fund that is financed uh, by the portion uh, uh, of, of your sales. Uh, so how does the, the impact fund works?
1: Yes, the impact
0: fund is the main
1: way that we have. We, we have a social impact of, of the business and well, we, the impact fund has evolved over time. Uh, when I first started, it was just giving out units for free. Um, but Then we started listening and, and talking to our partners and they were saying that they need some help with, with distribution. Uh, sometimes that can be costly or um diagnostic equipment being able to uh, identify iron deficiency and monitor it or Mm -hmm. even just providing basic education or, or research and so the impact fund that we have today actually provides resources for all of those things Uh, we we donate free units still but we also provide some equipment some money for for training and we have research initiatives that are funded from it as well Um, lucky iron fish is a b corp a registered benefit corporation and so we have a commitment to have an impact uh, and everything that we do as a business so obviously the fund is really critical uh, but we're committed to making the fish in an environmentally friendly way Our, our packaging is made from sustainable materials our hiring practices, our transparency. Uh, We're really committed to being a a full-fledged impact business.
0: Got it. And talking about production, uh, you are producing the iron fish in Cambodia, right?
1: Uh, They're currently made in India, actually. Uh, It's a foundry foundry that makes electrolytic iron, which is a a type of iron used in fortification. Hmm. Uh, And we made sure that that foundry follows all of our environmental and safety requirements.
0: Got it. So uh, do you reach out to nonprofits to distribute the Iron Fish, or do they come to you? Uh, was it a challenge for you folks to, to build partnerships within the NGO sectors when you started out?
1: Uh, both happen. Uh, we do active outreach to, uh, to organizations, uh, whether they're NGOs or private sector companies that have a health component in their CSR. But we also have a lot of organizations come to us. Uh, some organizations that are, are quite surprising—we we didn't realize they had a focus on health—and uh, that's been a great way for us to expand our reach around the world.
0: Got it. We we mentioned a few times uh, India, and I noticed by scrolling through uh, the Lucky Iron Fish uh, Instagram feed the other day that you were focusing a, qu- quite a lot of it, a- attention of um, uh, to India. So you mentioned 60% of the population uh, has anemia. Is that the number one country in terms of uh, uh, those high uh, percentages
1: well i think i wouldn't necessarily say it's number one but it's definitely up there Uh, but a a couple reasons of why we're focusing on india uh, i mean it's a massive population with a a massive need over a billion people of which over half have iron deficiency Mm. Um, but also uh, the government of india has been very forward thinking about trying to solve this problem Uh, They've created a campaign that's anemia-free India, uh, and they've actually indicated that not one solution will solve this problem. It needs to be uh, multiple innovations working together. And that's the approach that we take at Lucky Iron Fish. We don't think that we're the the one single thing that's gonna end iron deficiency around the world. We think we can play a really critical part in being a part of that solution. Uh, So with the government willingness and with the problem being so large, uh, we felt that it was an area we should focus.
0: Got it. And I believe you have a specific product for the Indian market that is not the fish.
1: Yeah, so the Lucky Iron fish has now been sold in over 80 countries, uh, and only one country didn't like the fish shape, uh, and that was India. Uh, with a very vegetarian population, yes. uh, women were hesitant to use even a fake fish. Uh, and so we did some research and we developed the, the Lucky Iron leaf. Uh, it's the exact same thing, but it, it looks like a leaf.
0: Get it. Does the leaf has any signification in, in India or just organic uh, symbol? Yeah. The,
1: the leaf shape that, it, that it's modeled after is the Tulsi leaf, uh, which is a leaf that has health properties and is known um, in a lot of folklore throughout the country. Um, and it also is important for us because the surface area is still similar enough uh, to the fish that it will release a consistent amount of iron per use. Uh, We call it the iron leaf globally, uh, but in India, it's actually called the Shakti leaf and Shakti means power. Uh, And so it's the lucky power leaf. Got
0: it. Uh, I I wonder what you were doing for iron, the iron leaf, the iron uh, fish. Could you do it for other nutrients? Uh, Is the product itself replicable to other deficiencies? Can we imagine one day having the lucky zinc fish, for example? Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something we're looking into right now. Uh, Now that the Lucky Iron Fish has a pretty strong presence globally, uh, I've got a great team that are dedicated to advancing uh, that cause. So I would like to go back to some some of the research routes and and look at uh, different uh, innovations. Mm. And as we we start to live in a a post-COVID world, uh, one of the things we're hearing from our partners is, Uh, the continuously going to health clinics to pick up supplements or or other solutions uh, is not really ideal and there's a lot of uh, stigma now around around traveling to health centers and so if we can have solutions that are left in the home that can be reused for multiple years it prevents that that, uh, constant contact Uh, and so we're looking at how what other nutritional uh, deficiencies can we solve with products that are going to be kept in the
0: home for multiple uses got it Uh... It's been eight years now that, that you launched uh, the Lucky Iron Fish. Um, are you able to, to share some insights about uh, some of your sales, the, the country uh, that, that uh, buy the most of your, of your products?
1: Well, our our, uh, our e-commerce uh, sales remain, remain the strongest uh, cool. channel that we have, uh, and that's uh, you know people in North America and Europe or in Australia are the majority of people purchasing. I think that uh, awareness for iron deficiency uh, is growing, mm-hmm. and that people are looking for natural alternatives to to try and uh, try and solve that problem for themselves. I do think that the the impact fund component is. Um, is it something that comes into the decision-making process when someone buys it? People like that when they buy a product for themselves, someone else is going to be able to use it because they both are suffering from the same condition. Mm-hmm. Um, we are focusing on growing the the NGO and government sales, uh, and, and that is going well. And we're hoping um, we're hoping to see our growth take off with that channel.
0: Okay, um, uh, I run I run uh, peels. You know, have been around for quite some time. Uh, ca- can you tell us how the, the, your solution is quite disruptive if you compare the, the peels and, and your solution?
1: Yeah, and, and iron supplements, you know, they do work uh, and that's why, they're, that's why they're the main go-to solution for iron deficiency. Um, uh, and, and there definitely is a place for them in, in the, the plethora of options available. Uh, but when we look at the Lucky Iron Fish, because it's reusable, Uh, for five years, Uh, over time it's actually a fraction of the cost of other interventions uh, because one family can use it every day for five years. Um, It it also doesn't uh, change the taste, color, or smell of the food it's cooked in and there are no negative side effects reported uh, when using it. And so in our clinical trials we have seen a compliance rate upwards of 90% uh, of of the iron fish uh, which has been higher than than other solutions which we've compared it to. Uh, but again, our approach as a company is that we believe uh, we should be a part of the solution, not right. the only. Solution. And so, I do believe we can work alongside other interventions like iron supplements uh, for certain certain circumstances.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Gavin, thanks so much for your time for for sharing uh, those insights on, on uh, such a big uh, the one of the biggest global health challenge. And uh, yeah, you know, you I feel like there are not a lot of people talking about about it. You know. I honestly didn't know much about iron deficiency last week uh, before I hear your story and I start uh, uh, doing some research for this interview. Um, what else are you working on in 2020? What, what, what are your goals for you know, the, the next five years?
1: Uh, so it's our goal uh, by the end of 2020 to help improve the lives of a million people. Mm. Uh, and, and we're close to that number, but we still, we still have a bit of work to do. So I, I'll be focused on the rest of the year uh, with our team to, to help achieve that. Um, and in, uh, in the next few years, I, I do think that this uh, Lucky Iron Fish or the Lucky Shakti Leaf um, can play a part in government, uh, uh, government programs to, and strategies to yeah. alleviate iron deficiency. And so I hope that uh, we, we get some, uh, make some success and inroads with governments to offer this pro- uh, product.
0: Got it. That's the big next step for, for you folks to, uh, to have more social impact. Got it. Uh, Gavin, luckyironfish.com. I believe it's the right place to, uh, to find your products. It's available in 88 countries. Uh, anyone can purchase a, a lucky iron fish or leaf uh, okay. to boost their iron levels and to support uh, what you're doing with the, the non profit side of, of the business. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, that's it. Do you have a final word to conclude the, the episode?
1: Uh, well, I hope you do check out the website luckyaronfish.com, because you can help us put a fish in every pot.
0: Awesome. Hi, folks. Erwin Kinner here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. It's still a very new podcast. If you like it and if you'd like to support, please feel free to. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Erwan Kina, and follow the Social Impact Podcast LinkedIn page. The show is also available on YouTube if you want the video version. Just search on YouTube, the Social Impact Podcast, and you will find my channel. Uh, Please feel free to subscribe as well there. That would be a tremendous help for me to keep recording episodes and talk with successful social entrepreneurs every week. More to come. Keep in touch. Thank you.